So welcome, welcome to the Pigeon Hour podcast. Um, where do you see yourself? Wait, hold on. I need to get out of, I literally say this every single time. I say this every single time. I, I always say I need to get out of podcaster mode and into conversation mode. And I said that at the start of every single episode, but it's still, it's still true. Um, so, uh, what's, what's on your mind? Hmm. Oh, you were in the, the book chat, the, the book rant group chat, right? Uh, yeah, I think I might've just not read any of it. So, so do you want to fill me in on what I should have read? Um, yeah, yeah, it's um, a group chat of a bunch of people where we were arguing about a bunch of claims related to books. One of them is that like most people don't remember pretty much anything from books that they read, right? They read a book, and then like a few months later, if you ask them about it, they'll just say one page's worth of information or maybe like a few paragraphs. Um, the other is that like if you just hmm, what is it exactly it's that if you read um a lot of books it could be that you just um incorporate the information that's important into your existing models and then just forget the information so it's actually fine isn't this what you wrote in your blog post or whatever i think that's why oh, i added you um, to the... oh thank you no sorry i'm sorry I, i'm such a bad uh a group chat participant um uh yeah kind uh Honestly, I wrote that a while ago. I don't fully remember exactly what it says, but like one, um, at least one of the things that it said was, uh, and that I still like basically stand by, um, is that uh, it's basically just like, it's it's increasing the salience of like a set of ideas more so than just tr like filling your brain with more facts. So like, um, uh, and I think this is, this is probably true, like insofar as like the facts support like a set of like common themes or, or ideas that are like kind of like the like the like the core um like the intellectual core of it uh it would be like really hard i mean like okay so this is not a book but like i've okay i i i've like talked about how much i love eighty thousand hours podcast um and like i've listened to okay i don't think every episode but like at least a hundred of the episodes and like no you're just like not gonna like definitely i've forgotten most of the actual like almost all of the actual like propositional piece of information said but like you're just like not going to convince me that like uh like i don't that it's like completely um uh like not affecting like my like either model of the world or like stuff that i know or whatever um i mean like there are facts that i could list i think yeah uh maybe i should try but um uh sure yeah um so wait so what's your take on on books slash like other long form Oh, I don't know. I'm still quite confused. Or I think the impetus for the group chat's creation was actually Hanania's post where he wrote the case oh, against yeah. most books or most was in parentheses or something. I mean, there's a lot of like things going on in that post also, but uh, I guess he yeah. just goes off against a bunch of different categories of books that are sort of not closely related. Like he goes off against great. I mean, this is not the exact take he gives, but it's something like, you know, the books that are considered great are considered great literature for some sort of contingent reason, not because they're like the best at getting you information that you want. Oh, um, for sure. Oh, but yeah, like it's like another topic, but like I'm all, I'm like anti-great books. In fact, I'm anti like great usually just means like old and famous. So like insofar as that's what we mean by great. Yes, I'm like, I think this is just like a bad thing or like, I don't know, like Aristotle's like basically wrong about everything and, and stuff like that. Um, right, yeah. yeah. Wait, we, we could return to this. I guess this could also be divided into its component categories. Uh, he spends more time though, I think, uh, 
attacking a certain kind of like nonfiction book that he describes as the kind of book that somebody pitches to a publisher and basically expands like a single essay's worth of content into with a bunch of anecdotes and stuff. And he's like, most of these books are just not very useful to read. I guess I agree with that. Um, yeah, is then, there one that comes to mind as like an example? So we're like, or, or like, uh, I mean, I think of Malcolm Gladwell as like the kind of, I haven't actually read any of his stuff in a while, but I did a, like a what. I think when I like started reading nonfiction or like with like any sort of intent, like he, I like was like, I've read a bunch of his stuff or whatever. And like vaguely remember that, like, <laughs> this is basically what he, what he would, what he did. Um, like for better or worse. I mean, you know, um, um, yeah, I guess so. But he's almost like trying to do it on purpose. This is the experience that you're getting by reading a Malcolm Gladwell book. It's like him just, it's like Tala Bryce, just him just ranting. Um, I'm thinking of, I guess, of books that are about something. So like if you have a book that's about, uh, you know, negotiation or something, it'll be filled with a bunch of anecdotes that are of like dubious usefulness. Or, you know, if you get a book that's just about some sort of topic, uh, there'll be historical trivia that's pretty relevant. Maybe I can think of an example. Yeah, I mean, so like the last thing I tried to read or slash may maybe I am, but like haven't in a couple of weeks or whatever is like the Derek Parfit biography. And part of this is like motivated right. because like I, I don't even like biographies in general for what for like some reason. I don't know. Um, uh, but like, I don't know. He's like an important guy. I, like, I was like some of the anecdotes that I heard were like shockingly like close to home for me or like not close to home, but like close to my brain or something. So I was like, OK, maybe I'll like see if like this guy's like the smarter version of Aaron Burke. And it's like not totally true, but um uh but yeah i remember yeah. sure Wait, I, I remember i haven't read the book um but i i saw tweet threads about it as one does and i saw things that are like obviously false right it's the claims that he read like a certain number of pages while brushing his teeth that's like anatomically impossible or whatever i mean do you do you did you get to that part or i assumed it's no, like, like I, I also saw that like that tweet right thread. and this is not something that i do um <laughs> uh but um i don't wait, i don't know if it's anatomically impossible like I don't know, your smart, I, so fast, right? Yes, I mean, I mean, like it takes like a little bit of effort to figure out how to do that. I guess I like don't think that's like a necessarily false or whatever. But like this is, yeah, probably not the most important. Maybe it thing. takes a long time to brush his teeth. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Uh. Are the, yeah. I may, maybe also like there's like a whole class of there's like a lot. Of, there's a lot of books actually, and like what. One weird thing, I think I tweeted about this like a long time ago and like probably I think it got like one like or whatever. Um, it's just like, it's actually surprising how many books there are. Um, like if you go into a library, at least like I remember like like at Georgetown, Georgetown like just like walking in or whatever. It's like George not Hill? like one of them, Georgetown, like the the library. Like oh, on Georgetown, campus. yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it's like not like a super particularly big library, but like um, there's like so many books. There's like, I can't believe actually somebody wrote all those. Like it's actually kind of surprising. It, like kind of like breaks my brain a little bit and so like maybe i don't know like, like maybe people are like talking about like different sets uh, of of books or, or, or something like that and like that explains like some of the disagreement here um sure i guess i do i have a friend who um i have a friend who told me once that every time he passes a bookstore he gets kind of depressed briefly because he's like wow look at all these like utterly useless books that no one should ever read <laughs> Right. No, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I, like, there's I no reason what... ever for anyone basically to read most of these books. Also, because ultimately you can only read so many books, right? Like even if you read a book every month, which is more than 
like basically anyone reads in yeah. like in practice that's what 12 per year and then if we each live for another 60 or 70 years then that gives us like definitely less than a thousand books and yeah. so basically most books are like not worth reading at all right oh yeah definitely i mean or wait more realistically people read like five books a year and then after six years they get like 300 books yeah it's like not i mean i think it's like so it's like the, the vast majority of like i'm literally just like picturing i think like sometimes i'd actually like just like try to like find a random book and yeah they're on like the most random shit ever it's like i don't know like 1970 is like a study of like or like you know anthropology of like some like icelandic like motherhood like ritual practice or so like i'm totally making this up but like yeah like 99 maybe not 99.9 probably 99 percent of books is like not worth reading but that still leaves like i don't know a lot a million probably not a billion several like more than a thousand a lot of books um probably a hundred thousand or a million or so uh um yeah so yeah yeah i'm not sure hmm. i mean also you could just read way more than other people read or whatever like i think the the great books of the western world it's like that the um the like thing that you see in in libraries are similar that's like a, a volume of books in in like that leather looking thing Oh, um, if you're familiar, I think that would take like a couple of years to read stuff, if yeah. you read for like an hour or two every day. But then most yeah. people obviously would never do that. Fun fact: I got text you can't really. Uh, oh, what? Or oh, I'm so, like, I I got like a I won some like award in high school for like it was it was I think it was for like intellectual curiosity. It's like the St. John's College Book Award, and like they gave me a bunch of old books, and I think they're under my bed somewhere because I had zero interest whatsoever. <laughs> Sorry, it's like not neither here nor there. Oh wait, St. John's College is that that place in um, Annapolis where they just read like old books, right? Instead of getting normal degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's like the last place I would ever like consider yeah. going. Something yeah. Oh wait. Before. Yeah. Or returning to that topic where you said the great books are bad. The great books are bad thing becomes, or like their strongest case is when people like actually read like you know mathematical or medicinal or scientific texts that are just out of date for no reason right <laughs> this is like an absurdity to read euclid's elements for basically no reason yeah and then but but like for some reason i think that's like pretty clear but then for some reason i mean not just for some reason for like identifiable reasons i guess like once you move into philosophy and even more so like literature it's just like assumed that even above and beyond like the historical value of like knowing what previous like philosophers thought, like people just like assume, I guess like Aristotle and Plato, I'm just like naming old people, I don't know who else, are just like worth reading. <laughs> I just like disagree. <laughs> yeah, or well, I, su I suppose you could divide it into two categories. There are disciplines where people make progress, like mathematics, where it doesn't really make sense to read some sort of old mathematician because he's just going to be worse than a modern mathematician. And then there's disciplines where people make no progress, like philosophy or art or literature. Oh, I'll I'll, where, I'll fight I'll fight you on that. I think, that where, I think philosophers make progress. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe. So, but you but you agree that like whatever. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, novelists like, novelists don't make so much progress. They just sort of change their styles. And so you know, a book that's really old, or a book that's considered great, like you know, Tolstoy is probably just the best because it's not like between Tolstoy and now people got really good at doing that kind of thing at like whatever it is that Tolstoy does you know display human nature in a novel I mean like I I, I agree that there's not like progress per se but like there's like a lot more people and a lot more books 
you know so like, I, like there, there's like the lindy thing so like maybe it's like hard to identify them but like i would be surprised if just like the in some sense like like most of the best works of literature are like at least yeah post 19 i don't know 1950 1970 or something just because like the number presumably like the number Wait, I, I don't way up I guess I could count, but I don't think the most of the great works of literature are past 1950. Or like what, great, what great according to me. Great according to oh, me. Wait, name some great novelists born after 1950 or who, who, are, who are working after 1950. I, I, I don't read fiction. You can't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> oh, interesting. Wait, what did you mean by great books then? You meant like Derek Parfit? No, no, no. I, I, I shouldn't. Um, I, take, I take away the, uh, I, I, what's the word? I forget about the word great. Um, Just like. If I did, like, I don't, why do I not read fiction? I don't know. Just because, like, I just don't find it. I find, like, narrative nonfiction entertaining. And, like, also, I don't know. Just, like, I don't read a ton anyway. Uh, like, books, I, I, that, that is. Um, uh, but if I, but, like, I could, right? And I still think I would, like, have aesthetic judgments about, like, what books are, like, better than others. Like, in all things considered sense. So, like, if you just, like, rank, like, if I just, like, imagine myself doing that, like, ranking all of them, like, probably, like, um, probably maybe the average quality is even getting worse over time. But like, like the top 100 are going to be like almost like uniformly distributed across like the space of books, not across the space of time or whatever. And like the space of books is like really concentrated in the last like century at least, like, and like presumably like even more so like post-internet. Um, although I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Hmm, maybe relatively speaking. Yeah. Should we should we move on to a more interesting topic? Hmm, I guess. I mean, so Sorry. <laughs> like, there are, uh, wait, I guess there are a couple of reasons to read books, right? Or one solution is that you could just pretend to read books. So like, wait, I think I, I commented on this in the group chat. There are there are three reasons to read books, right? One is to signal your high status by just credibly claiming that you read the book or you know, by making references to it that indicate that you're familiar with it or or read it. And the second thing is to to learn some kind of specific information, you know, the goal for which you decided beforehand. And the third is to just learn lots of stuff, you know, miscellaneously, and then hope that this helps you. Um, and yeah. so the first one, I mean, you could just, what, what would they call it, goal factoring? You could replace the first one by just sort of pretending that you read these books, <laughs> yeah. right? I played a lot of Quiz Bowl in, in university, and a lot of my friends there they read a lot of wikipedia summaries of books and movies and ultimately in conversation there's not a huge difference in their ability to like you know make the f funny references to you know such and such person or event in the movie it sort of because most people don't remember very much anyway right yeah for sure so so you could just pretend and then the distinction between the second and third is more puzzling or whatever like holden has a blog post where he says that he only thinks that reading is useful if you're reading with some sort of hypothesis that you're trying to disprove or or get evidence for or some kind of question otherwise he just pretty much forgets anything else that he reads but then i don't I, know there's the there's the thing about the just getting more intuitions or impressions or like a better general model even if you I'll, forget specific information just like fair warning i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, hop on video at least for a little while uh let me make, wait, hold on. Make sure the red kit. Okay. Okay, hi. Um, uh, hello. Um, you can, you can like, yeah, no, I, that was dumb. I was gonna ask, but can you see me? Like, obviously you can see me. Um, 
uh yeah uh, no i'm pretty sympathetic to yeah um like holden's point um and actually i was just thinking um so one thing i did read that is like maybe this is actually an exceptional example so i read i, I did read what we owe the future with with actually the intent and like this actually might still happen along with like 20 gazillion other projects that like might still happen um it's like review what we owe the future um and like a lot of it was like oh yeah like no yeah i'm like very much convinced by like mccaskill like some of mccaskill's arguments or whatever um but i was like especially like looking especially because i'm like kind of contrarian and like wanted to my review couldn't just be like oh yeah it sounds good or whatever or it could be but like that, that's like you know you want to be on the lookout for things that like maybe like don't check out or whatever and so yeah and so like that i feel like a lot more stuck with me yeah because because of that but yeah because i was like reading with like an eye out for like takes i could jump in with or something yeah um hmm yeah i'm not sure like um when you i used to play a lot of chess and when you're playing chess there uh one of the the most common way to study probably or besides doing tactics exercises is to just review your games in depth like you know to go move by move and think about which moves you could have played instead like maybe first by yourself just taking advantage of having more time than you had in the game and then afterwards with a computer to see what the actual objectively correct move was basically yeah. but then another kind of study that people undertake maybe when they're like when they reach the class a tournament player or something is to just skim through hundreds of games at a rate of i don't know one move per second that's about one game per minute and just like click through them I i've done this for a lot of games and it's like pretty common advice i think most or a lot of people have done this and the idea is that you just get an intuition for like what move tends to be right you know Wait, or what positions tend to be good and you just I click actually, through them let's like I, watch I, have an, I have an idea of so actually like now all of a sudden i'm like kind of tempted to, to like figure out how to do this because no like the second thing sounds better than the first because i've been like um yeah because like i'm definitely i definitely think that like yeah building up intuitions via like brute force and like direct feedback and like direct feedback i guess in some sense here is coming from like knowing who won then like also just like predicting what excellent players play probably more so the second one but like um presumably now you could you could just like play a game where like also like on one side of your screen you have like have the game and the other side you have like the immediate feedback being like um like the probability that the computer thinks you're gonna win like based on yeah and so you can like see it moving up and down like as you play and like this seems like maybe like the i'm like totally like epistemically trespassing here because i haven't played chess i think i played like one game of chess in like last like 10 years or something but like um uh this like maybe seems like a good way to like get get better it sounds kind of fun also yeah this is a common there's a like um on lee chess i think there'll be a guess the move kind of thing where you just um you know you play through a game and it, each move you just it just tells you how much how much worse you were than the best move i think oh. i haven't done this in a while but Although yeah it's, it's basically like you know you just kind of different but yeah yeah oh you're saying something like you just play a game but then it just tells you whether your move was good or bad without saying what the better move was or like or it, it tells you like what your probability or i guess like um both either either like what the probability is that you're gonna win and like you see that going up in it or like and, and then like next to that could be just like the change since like previous moves you know so it's like 0.6 to one to like 0.62 or whatever and you see like oh yeah like it, that went up so it's like a decent move or, or something like that and then like maybe you like make a blunder and it goes down or whatever 
Um, yeah, sure. I mean, then uh, this is this seems like less feedback than if you just learned which move you should have played because all you all you learn is that your move is like it's not good. The space is so, but like the um, maybe if you're an excellent player, but if you're like not an excellent player, then like you're not going to be choosing among like like choosing uh, among like four plausible best moves, and like one of them is definitely going to be the best move. It's going to be like you often have a choice of like fifteen moves or something, and so like you know whether you do like that the second best or the fifteenth best best like those shouldn't. Those should they should be like meaningfully distinguished, I guess. Hmm. Wait, say that last part again. So like uh you can imagine like 15 possible moves. And if you're like an amateur player, like I guess I implicitly am, because I don't really play. Uh maybe I should anyway. Um uh yeah, you have like the best move or something, uh, which is like, yeah, ranked one out of fifteen, and like the worst move is ranked fifteen out of fifteen. But you want to be able to you want feedback that distinguishes between making move two out of fifteen and move ten out of fifteen and move thirteen out of fifteen stuff like instead of just saying oh yeah this is the best move or not the best move yeah i guess <laughs> okay this is a bit it's a bit like uh i don't know i mean i guess you could do this but okay. then it seems because i don't know most of your thinking happens also in like uh, important spots so most of these moves you would sort of be playing the obvious move and then in a few moves you would just be really you would just not you would just want to know which move you should have played right I mean, I, yeah, I'm guessing this is probably because you're just like, you, you have, you'd have a higher chance than you, like at the current moment of just like playing the best move. And like, I, I like would think this is like a rarity rather than like a plausible outcome or whatever. Cause like, yeah. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Wait, there's a, was it a Lekin or, or Morphe or somebody? Some journalist asked some uh, world chess champion from the past, how many moves he thinks ahead. This is a, a question people love to ask. How many moves you think ahead? And then usually people like to jokingly answer one because most of the time they just play the first move that comes into their head or, or whatever because the it's the only move that seems to make any sense and it's only occasionally that they have to calculate whatever 10 moves each ahead which they're ten, able to do but 10 10 moves sound, sounds insane like um right i mean i mean in, in some i mean some of those moves will be forced moves and yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. not actually they don't actually branch out and stuff like that. Sure. sure. Um, yeah. Do, do you think was like was chess like an enriching experience or like a dumb signaling experience or both? I, I mean, it's uh, it was pretty good. Okay. Cool. Not the best. Neither <laughs> the worst. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. It's the kind of thing that like I could. I feel like I'd have a hard time. For some reason, just like I don't. I don't know. Like uh, I feel. I feel like. I'd have a hard time like getting into it or whatever. It's like, oh, what's the point, dude? Um, whereas, uh, maybe that's not true. I don't know. Maybe I'm like second stuff out here. Probably not the optimal hobby. I mean, no, it's fine. Like, I'm I'm pro hobby. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, I think I like optimal hobbies. Have you read Richard's Richard Ngo's post on like the optimal hobby or no, no, what optimal? Is it? He has a. I, I could I could just pull it up and and then read from it. But he's like, you know, he's trying to pick, um, uh you know, different hobbies, but he would just like to pick the ones that are best. Like some, some activities are kind of dumb, right? Like people do uh, ballet as children, but then you can't really do ballet as an adult. And so it just means that it's kind yeah. of like a silly choice or whatever, right? Like, or, I mean, I don't know. I played the trombone as a kid and then it was, it was good to play in marching band. But then I suppose that if I had played the piano, this would have been more yeah. practical. I, I don't even have my trombone with me. It's at my parents' house in New York. Yeah. Um, no, I also, yeah, I relate to that. I mean, I played trumpet and stuff. I didn't even like it, but I don't know. But yeah, definitely a waste. 
Um, yeah, or yeah, it could have, uh, or uh, whatever. And then he he talks about um, sports or whatever cardio activity is, and then he goes through a bunch of them, uh, and then rules some of them out, and then he concludes that salsa dancing is the best. Uh, oh, maybe I did cardio see activity. Oh yeah, that, wait, that's uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds like. Like okay, like, like yeah, I actually like respect this like type of analysis. I wouldn't like go too hard. Like I wouldn't like commit oneself to, like a, like ex ante to like doing whatever like your analysis comes out with. But yeah, it seems like pretty valuable. Ah, uh, here it is. Here I can just read a quote from it for some time. Uh, quote. At least one of should be a cardio-intensive sport for the sake of my health. Some people enjoy running, but I find it very difficult to motivate myself to do endurance sports. I just don't get any runners high. Um, and then he says that he rules out cycling, swimming, and rowing because he like gets bored or thinks that he has more fast twitch muscles. He says that there he could do hiking, scuba diving, kayaking, etc., but he doesn't enjoy nature enough for this. He's the team sports are good, but uh, basketball and volleyball are for tall people, which Richard is not. And then uh, he says that he could play rugby, football, or hockey, field hockey, but uh, he says that rugby is... Uh, too physical for him for his taste field hockey is not very common um he might play uh oh by football i guess he meant soccer uh so he says that he yeah. might play soccer casually but he doesn't want it to be his main sport because uh if he like changes jobs or cities he would have to like find a new team uh and stuff like that and second because he would prefer in the abstract to have some sort of individual sport where he can take individual responsibility for his win or a loss um he also claims that thirdly uh, soccer is not as intense as other sports because you spend most of your time without the ball. That seems kind of a a, a silly take to me. <laughs> Someone who played soccer in high school. Um, he 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 memes on cricket and baseball as just like joke sports. He says he can't imagine himself playing them, and then doesn't elaborate because <laughs> yeah. Um, he says that racket sports are good because you it's like an individual sport, and then you're playing the whole time, and so on. Oh, maybe he meant, I, he might have meant actually that he's on the bench. That is what he means by not running all the time. Not that he's not running all the time when he's on the field. Oh, yeah. um, tennis. He says that tennis is the most popular, but quote, I never enjoyed it as much as the others because it's easier to hit the ball out, making the average rally significantly shorter. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I guess this is a concern, or I don't know, maybe it increases the upfront cost of improvement. Um, he says that squash is his racket sport of choice but then uh, you know after a few decades he would like accumulate knee injuries so he maybe he could like play it and then phase it out or something um then yeah i uh, water sports and ice hot ice skating and, and sorry ice hockey and skiing and stuff he rules out because it's like you know uh he doesn't like these like expensive, dangerous sort of exotic sports that require you to like travel to a cold place or water or other strange things. Um, he lists juggling as a cardio sport that he rejects. I'm confused about about that a little bit. Um, but anyway, anyway, he ends up with dancing, and then he picks the specific dancing uh, type or whatever you call it based on their like prevalence, and then concludes that this is the best thing. I, I feel like logical. I should like look and now I'm like I'm kind I'm like slightly in the market for a hobby. Not even slightly, I guess like moderately. So like I, I'm gonna look into into salsa dancing now. So you could you could um build AI projects and post them on Twitter. 
<laughs> that's not a physical. Yeah, I, I guess no. So I, I'm already. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not in need of like nerd snipey computer computer hobbies. I'm I'm in need of oh. like actually do something in the world, like touch grass. Oh, hobbies. of course. <laughs> you could pick up pick up the guitar, do some powerlifting. Oh. real yeah. hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. True. 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 I I was into juggling for a long time. Uh actually, still. I still. I don't know why. Like, sort of didn't even give it up i just like sort of like stopped doing it gradually or something uh, juggling is not so bad i can i can juggle three balls and then do like maybe a couple of tricks like oh, nice. tossing it between my leg or off my head or whatever i never bothered with trying to learn four i would definitely never bother with trying to learn five because I, I, I could people do would not be more impressed oh you could do five no people are definitely more impressed are they really i feel yes. like definitely not proportionally to the actual increase difficulty I mean, maybe sure. they're like, maybe they're like, you know, maybe know. they're they're not even twice as impressed. I feel like, and meanwhile, it's like so much harder. No, because three is normal. Four is like abnormal. Like I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked. Like I'm not that surprised oh. to hear that you can do three. I would be surprised to hear hear you say you can do four because that, that like I don't know. You can't just like casually pick up four. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe yeah, I, yeah, I, could, I could juggle something on right now. I could. Um, mm -hmm. I think I actually tried busking like once. <laughs> I made like twenty bucks. It was like not worth it. Like over like yeah. four hours or something. <laughs> this is like an high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hobbies. Yeah. Wait. Going back to books. Uh, going back <laughs> to pretending to read books. Oh, so, right. In in addition to pretend, so I I just said pretending to read them as one way that you could get the social status associated with being a guy who like read lots of books and and you know references them but i guess you could also optimize for this by um reading books that are shorter or like reading poetry because poetry is less content there's less of it um yeah i don't know i feel like this is just like not people should not i i am anti i'm pro signaling so like or signaling is like a fact of like i'm like signaling pilled but like people should do less of it and just like like i wish i don't, I don't know i like anti all this Fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Mm. I happen to... Oh, go ahead. Go on. Keep going. Oh, I think I happen to believe that, like, the whatever literary or critical rankings of works of literature is basically accurate and not super contingent. Like, did you see my... I was, like, discussing on Twitter a few weeks ago with somebody uh, about Casablanca, which I rewatched on the train about the degree to which because when i read the wikipedia page after it appeared that like a bunch of uh contingent factors made it famous like it just happened to be screened at harvard every year before finals after the war and this like led to people knowing what it was and then it sort of regained its fame later than like I've, after i have no i have like zero I, I feel like i've seen posters but like never watched it don't really know what it's about sure wait i guess the 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 point at the end would have been that like this is widely considered the best movie but then there are a bunch of it, the the plot is kind of odd in some ways and there are a bunch of factors that seem sort of random that are related to it being famous i mean yeah I don't, I don't and do you th know. but i don't think this is like true in general like i guess there's a category of books or movies that are famous because they were the the first in some respect and not because they're they're like really good or because they were relevant to some local like event that happened around that time and not because they're like you know really good aesthetically um 
I don't know. I can't give think of examples, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, I feel like for fiction stuff, I'm just like extremely in the camp of like enjoy whatever you like. Don't really care. Like maybe, yeah, like maybe you can get into the philosophy of, of aesthetics and like say like, but just don't don't really find that that like interesting or important. It's like just like I don't know. If you like the movie, it's like you should watch the movie. Uh, <laughs> it's like who cares? But like whereas nonfiction, I think it's different. Like it's like plausibly like has externalities in like both directions. So. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. So then, well, no, but then the, yeah. Like what? Um. Are there any nonfiction books that like you really like do appreciate having read? Oh. Um. Or fiction, I guess. For nonfiction, I was gonna say. The elephant in the brain, of course. But oh, then, could it have yeah. just been a blog post? I, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of dense. Like, but then I don't know. Some books are dense. Maybe textbooks are, are the best books. People should just read textbooks. Forget other kinds yeah. of books. Just read more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually. I've never actually done this, like outside of a class. But like, I actually kind of think it does. At least for some. Like for quantitative, for like, yeah, for like quantitative, like, or like, um, I guess like formal subjects or whatever, like you need to, you can't just like read them or you probably can't just like read them and take notes either. Like you, you need to like do stuff or like exercises or whatever for like, I don't know, for the, so like some of the social sciences and like other stuff. Yeah. It like does actually sound, I don't know. Like, yeah. Maybe I should just like, should read the, like intro to sociology textbook or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's like an old like an old school less wrong post from like 2011 or 2013 where the guy tries to curate the best textbooks on every subject and says that reading blog posts about stuff like economics is cringe you should just read more like real textbooks well i'm i'm pro cringe so oh this like is a luke yeah, it's, it's a luke prog it's a luke prog post from right, 2011 nice. where he's just like <laughs> he's like why do you read blog posts or wikipedia articles podcast episodes when you could just you know read a textbook do the exercises and then you would you know proceed with your life normally well, okay, so like the actual answer to that is that I like listening to podcasts and I don't oh, like reading textbooks, which is like, I feel like this is like actually very important. It's like, I don't know, like something that you legit like doing is just like, um, it's like both intrinsically for your quality of life and then also for like how much you actually do it is like, is like a huge factor or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess it depends on also whether you're trying to do, whether you're trying to consume information with some sort of goal, like whether you're like, oh, I, I want to learn how to write better, so I'll read a bunch of books on this topic, or, you know, I want to understand how, what Canada is like. Um, yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. Like, I wonder. Like, yeah, um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's like different degrees. Like, on on like one extreme, like there's and I like I have some experience with this, like like from college. Just like um, there might be like a class or like part of a class that's, like just designed around the content of a book. So like uh, like one of the books I was like made to read that I do like appreciate reading is like very dense. Is like this a secular age by Charles Taylor? I actually didn't read the whole thing, but like the class was like a largely like about that book. Um, and then like on the other side, you could just like have like totally undirected, like purely aesthetic concerns. And then I guess I think like, for me at least, like pod, like the things I actually listen to, um, like fall in between. It's like general, like I 
subscribe to things that like the content like I do find like generally like interesting and like I guess like useful in some sense. Uh but it's not like super goal directed. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the balance, like you said earlier, between uh optimizing for getting as much information as you can and doing something that's actually pleasant or is compatible with your drive to work or whatever. Yeah. Oh, speaking of audio content, I've been struggling for, oh, I'm not struggling anymore. I basically gave up on trying to <laughs> become an audio content consumer, you know, who like is always consuming audio content all the time. I, I'm, I'm an audio but content consumer, consumer I with multiple yeah. O's. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say consumer with multiple O's. It's like, <laughs> oh, look, I'm consuming. But no, I can't seem to get a hang of it. I tried to read, listen to audiobooks, like novels, but this didn't. I don't know. It was just hard to focus or something when I was walking around from place to place or in a car even. Um, nonfiction was slightly better. Some books are okay, possibly because of the way the book is written or merely because of like the way the voice sounds specifically, but I couldn't really get a pattern. I mean, Rob I could, Wiflin. I could, um, like Rob Wifflin. I don't know <laughs> his podcast. Um, what? I, I, I fucking love the ABK podcast. Okay, keep going. I could, um, I got I got natural reader and tried to listen to my do my daily <laughs> Substack skimming through natural reader and it's like fine I guess I don't well, know like, I can also I can also read faster than I can consume audio content even at like three x. Uh, okay, I, I so. don't believe that anybody understands audio at three x. I like no, I, mean, I, think I know I'm saying that I can read. Oh yeah, I can read oh, words oh, on a page oh. at whatever. Oh, so, 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 so that's the I, I like wish I was in your position. Honestly, I'm the total opposite. I I have no reading comprehension. I have only audio comprehension. Odd. And so like, yeah, I mean that's not literally true, but like directionally it is. Um, and so, yeah. So I I don't know. It seems like that's like fine. Like you don't have like all you don't have to consume audio if you don't want to. <laughs> but it would be so optimal. <laughs> I could consume so much. I could just consume all the time. Uh, maybe I can. Maybe I mean, yeah. I think. All. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like, re depends how much like non and like how much like walking slash like chore type stuff you, you do. Right. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Not like all the time. All the time. Right. I could. Um. Yeah. I could also just sort of. Um. But I find podcasts okay to listen to, possibly because podcasts are like, uh, given in a style that is conducive to listening, like with repetition or or certain kinds of speech or something. Or maybe it's just because I'm more tolerant of just not paying close attention to podcasts and not knowing exactly what's going on all the time than I am with a book. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think this is true, but I think it's like largely just like our brains are like really well designed to like pick up conversation and like less so. Yeah, books are like written not to be read out loud. And so right. there's a fundamental disconnect there. Yeah, some of it is really like when I first started trying to listen to audio content, it was really tedious to listen to like parentheticals that I don't subvocalize when I read them or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure that when I read text, I like jump back, right? You know, briefly, like I, momentarily. I, I, I'm, I'm illiterate. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, like when you're reading, your eyes sort of dart back to previous paragraphs or they like sort of look at the shape of them or something. It, it's been so long since I've intentionally read something. I'm Wait, not even you don't, Wait, surely you read. I mean, the, I, the I, blogs I that you follow Twitter. at least. Um, which blogs? Oh, I don't know. I just assumed you were a Substack 
consumer? Uh, yeah. So I, I will like skim, I will skim blog posts in terms of actually like, like genuinely making like semantic content pass through my brain. It is all in audio form. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of actually, um, just taking my Substack posts when I, in the very near future, and this is a commitment, post lots, uh, in oh. in July, and then just sort of say them into a mic, and then oh, yeah, I think this is good. Them. I think this is a good. bunch of people said that they would actually consume the content this way when they wouldn't read the post otherwise. I should so. I I should do this actually. Maybe I just will like today, like one of them. I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, I, I also I'm I also want to keep saying I want to blog more. I don't actually do it. <sighs> yeah. I need to I, like figure out how to lower my standards. Right. That's important. <laughs> because yeah, I, wait, like I mean, my yeah, it's like high quality. Like if I do say so myself. And so like, it's like cost. Some of your posts like, are good. Yeah. It's cost, but like a lot of those took like a long time, you know? So it's like, like a real yeah. cost. People often mention to me my post on taking more stimulants, but not, not many of the others. <laughs> oh, do you want to talk about that? Um, uh, could, I guess, or, or maybe a after I finish this line, which is that um, my inclination to write more posts goes up. One, the more I see that like post, like posters that are well known or have a lot of followers, just write things that are like not very good. Um, I can't really think of examples, but I'm just like I often see posts. I'm like, oh wow, this is it. This this is just what he thought at the top of his head and then wrote down. Um, yeah, yeah. And then second, when I the degree to which I think that it's actually just quantity over quality. If you just post more, you get more clout and it's you know irrespective of how good how good they are if you just churn out more and so Maybe i'm like I oh i should do this i should just post three times a week i'll just post a book review every monday i mean i read enough books i'm sure or or or, yeah, or could um yeah i don't know i have a bunch of I'm, i i don't finish books but like if you think of books like you know published books i read like a book's length of pages of them pretty frequently but I don't know. I, I think it's good not to finish books because many of them, as we have discussed, are not very useful. Oh um, wait, we we have to talk about we have to talk about the Sleeping Beauty problem. I'm sorry, that's like a requirement. Unless you really don't want to. Uh, sure, that's fine. Let's. Okay, but post. sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I was just like pulling up my Substack, which is like why that reminded me. Um, I cut you off. Oh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Uh, my inclination to post more increases. Basically, I mean, it makes sense that it it increases as I become more confident that I could do it well which is increasing because it seems easier than I thought to just post more, be more energetic about it. Yeah, I need to, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like, I, I explicitly endorse this. Yeah, wait, what if I actually just post tons, right? Because people have different kinds, like people post like insight porn, right? Which is where they like have some sort of idea that's like not very, and then a toy model of it. And, but then people also post book reviews. People also post just lists of things that they saw on the internet that week, right? And so. If you yeah. write these kinds of posts, you can really just churn them out. And then all you need is, I mean, you don't need it to be a large percentage of all the people who look at your blog, but even a small percentage of them who just sort of like all of your content and just like hearing you talk. I mean, I like hearing myself talk, so it stands to reason <laughs> that other people also like hearing me talk. Of course. No, but like, yes. Um, Let me look at what are my top posts. Let me, I'm like glancing at this right now. Um, is it the Ivy League thing? Yeah, uh, I think, think right. Wait, uh, filter. 
Did Wait, you see my stuff I buy and use post? It just has, it starts with a really, really long list of other such posts. Wait, oh, 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 your stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It starts with an absurdly long list of like every other such post that I found on the internet. There's like Okay, 25. no, this, this was such an effort post though. So this is kind of, I mean, like, it is what it is, right? Like, I guess effort posts, all, all else equal, like, are are better. Like, uh, most Ivy Smart students are not in Ivy, Ivy right. schools. How many, wait, how many pieces does that have? Uh, uh, why can't I remember? Um, my Substack keeps trying to get me to ask people for money. I'm not, nobody wants to pay for my writing. <laughs> no, you have to sell them associated products. Right. Uh, you have to be like Richard Hanania and, and charge people $150 to just speak to him for 30 minutes. If anybody wants to talk to me for 30 minutes, um, I will, <laughs> I will charge only $149. Wow. Actually, I will like realistically. I don't know. Um, I, I, I feel like as long as you're willing to accept that I might cancel like within an hour before, I will charge like. That's the that's the only cost. The only cost is that it might not happen, but otherwise it's free. No, like real, like honestly, yeah. yes. Uh, unless it's like ex I don't know. Unless it's like something where like uh, maybe like there's like another category of things where it's like bore like boring or like I can actually like have reason to like squeeze out money or something, and then I charge like thirty dollars half an hour or something like that uh yeah so m the most thing is yes this has like 3.4 thousand views it's just like not very many <laughs> oh what's my minimal i think I, I see 51 but that oh wait um no but those are podcast things that like i just posted subject for no reason uh 135 107 70 69 i have 69 views count? yeah but this is like my second post is like terrible, not deleting it. That's 69 views, zero new subs. Okay, sorry. Um, this is like not relevant. Uh, do you want to talk about the sleeping beauty problem? And also um, why I think that you, my, my reply to you on my sub stack was actually bad and wrong, but I'm still right overall. Oh, okay. Yeah, wait, I mean, if we, if we, I mean, I, I posted a comment and you replied and then I think that the conclusion was something like, oh, uh, to simplify, if you're the experimenter and then you have two subjects, and then suppose that one of them, the coin flips heads, the other one, the coin flips tails, and then you take even money on the bet, then you'll just lose money because the the second person, I don't remember which is which in the Sleeping Beauty problem, but the second one will get paid twice, and then you will only get paid once. Yeah, so... um. Uh, I basically just, it's, wait, I, I remember, I, have, I think I might have like an act, like a more formalized response written somewhere, but um, uh, basically betting guns just like are not the definition of probability. Like they, in most situations in life, they like go together and this one, they don't. That's like the actual thing I should have said. And like, I, I made like a fake reply. <laughs> so ignore what I said before. Um, and like, actually, yes, the coin flip, it's like, it's a fair coin. It's like one half. It doesn't really matter. Um, so I think like the analog I was thinking of is like, okay, so let's say we have a bet. And then like, if um, we're going to like, I'm going to flip a fair coin right now. Um, if it lands, uh, whatever, like um, basically like you can choose which, which like side you want to bet on. But if you lose, I point a gun at your head and I make you wager twice the amount, like retroactively. It's like, okay, well, like then, you know, it's like not fair anymore. It's like not like a legit, it's like the probability is like still one half either way. But like, I can just like impose some like, condition that like makes it like like makes the betting odds just like not work out anymore and like in particular like when the 
when like the outcome is correlated with um uh with like the amount being wagered which in this case it like effectively is like it just like doesn't check out sorry um, i've also thought like way more about this than like probably every yeah. other yeah <laughs> I, I I haven't thought about this very much, and I I didn't quite follow your um your remarks just now. But I guess yeah, my yeah. my position would be something like, uh, my unconsidered position is something like, the. I'm not sure what exactly probability means, independent of, what you would, independent of like expected utility or whatever, or like independent of, what you would bet. Um, so if if you if you agree that if you agree that you wouldn't take even money, if you walked into the room and saw somebody wake up, then I'm like satisfied with whatever other statements you want to make about the probability. I think like every, there's a lot of things besides that. So um, I mean like there's the Everettian so those like multiverse interpretations, which I think is like actually works out like really well. Um, and there's just like an extremely common sense thing in which like yeah, I like am expecting it to like expecting heads as much as I'm expecting tails, like deep in my bones. And you know what? You're like not going to convince me that's like fake or like not like a legit, I mean, I'm not legit, but it's like, it's reflecting like some real, like deep fundamental thing about probability. Oh, and also forgot about this. You just plug it into that base formula, get one half, just how it works. I don't know. Base formula seems pretty good or base theorem. Uh, wait. So to, to clarify, if you knew how this experiment was being run, and that it was being run, you know, here in my house. And then you came to Berkeley and then you walked into the room, but you didn't know what day it was. Um, you just walked into the room knowing that the experiment, you know, was taking place and that you showed up on either the first day or the second day. Um, what? Uh, so is this, is, is this just like the Sleeping Beauty thing? Like where I am Sleeping Beauty? Or yeah, wait, this is a simpler way to say it. I was just trying to <laughs> okay. be more concrete. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um uh uh wait, yeah. Um I guess like the yeah, the answer to like what is my actual belief about the probability that the coin landed heads is, is wait, this happened. doesn't matter. I just so you you're you're let's say you're partic participating in the experiment. Yeah. And then you wake up and then I offer you a bet on what day it is. Well, where did what the bet come? In? The bet isn't part of the bet isn't part of the problem. But like betting, right? right. Is, so yeah. So wait, but then, but then, wait. Even though it's not part of the problem, could you say what odds you you would accept oh, on the I bet? Actually, um, you could say that it's one third, and then still say that in some other meaningful sense, I guess the yeah, probability I, I, is actually one third. I think I think, I think that's basically I think that's basically it. Okay. I think that's basically it. But but like here, wait. My my like comeback is like the analog here is that. Okay, instead of waking up twice, you wake up once. But if you're if you lose the bet, I just like force you to double the amount. Like that is that that is like isometric to what is going on in the sleeping beauty problem. Or like I force you to double the amount that is wagered, if and only if you lose. It's like okay, like I don't know, like um, like what should you? It, what what am I even trying to say here? Um. That's like definitely uh, analogous in some sense. I, I'm like having a little trouble formalizing it, like exactly how. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I haven't thought about this very much. I mainly yeah. just um, the the vague the vague um, comment that I said earlier that besides the bet question, I'm not sure what the meaningful question is. Um, is basically the entirety of my intuition. Okay. 
Uh, and then also, I guess that third, and then third is the answer to that question. So it makes sense to me that it would be the answer to this question. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. We're like probably not gonna like solve this. Um, one thing I did find interesting was like that people just like had the opposite intuition about like the infinity or like the countable. Actually, somebody pointed out to me that the countable infinity thing gets weird because then there's like the fact that you never actually wake up or you never actually the experiment never actually ends. But if you just say like, okay, no, instead of two versus one, uh, like wake up days, we used to like like 10 to the 10 to the 10 wake up days versus one and like some people like really have the intuition that okay waking up you should basically be for basically just be absolutely certain that it landed tails like that you're in the world in which you're like in one of the 10 to the 10 to the 10 days where you wake up and like i do not share that intuition at all it's like no like <laughs> there's like some very like intuitive sense like uh it's like a one half chance that the coin landed heads and then you're just like in the other world you're not in the 10 to the 10 to the 10 world <laughs> but like i don't know it's like i can't really like argue it's like hard to like argue it in like formal or like propositional terms hmm i guess is there a, a close analogy that i can think of in a matter of seconds that would cause you to have the opposite intuition i mean i could try to think of one um like if there's a 50% chance that I give you a penny and then a 50% chance if the coin flips the other way that I give you whatever, a million pennies. And then, you know, later somebody, you know, sees a penny blow out of the room because there's a strong wind that tends to sometimes blow pennies out of the room. Whoa, then, whoa no, 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 that, that's, that, that's not, that is not analogous anymore because because the probability, like, you know, but like, um, it is only analogous if you assume that the world is such that exactly, like, exact, you must at that moment be observing a penny blowing out of the room, which is like not that true. But, but you are, well, I mean, or in, in your case, you are, uh, you exist or whatever. Oh, You're man. there. My, my brain is like tangled up. I, I don't, I don't even remember. <laughs> I lost track of what, of anything. Okay, philosophical question. So I made the claim, as I am wont to do, I mean, making claims in general, not the specific claim, of um, stimulants that taking stimulants is arguably one of the best longevity interventions that you could have. Because suppose that each uh, you know day you spend 90 minutes out of your, whatever, 16 waking hours sort of not really doing anything on purpose you just sort of wonder where the time went you know you're not uh really getting much done but then you take some sort of stimulant and then you recover that time in the sense that you're able to act purposefully you know to do some sort of thing on purpose that you wanted to do then you could argue that essentially your life got nine percent longer or whatever what's, what's 90 minutes over 16 hours i think it's like nine nine and a half because but then some people at this dinner party or similar event had some sort of philosophical objection where they agreed with the the facts that i said but they said that they don't consider their life as being composed of the things that they do on purpose but just sort of like the fact that they are having experiences yeah i mean i, I think um like from an altruistic perspective or like a yeah from like an extrinsic perspective like your effect on the world like the former seems right but like no i share in terms of like how long i actually like see myself as like living it's like seems like I like um proportional to like 
qualia time, not intentional time. I don't know. Like not every. Yeah, I guess. I don't really. But uh, like friend, the former is still important for other reasons. Right. Uh, a friend said something like, "Oh, are there like experiences that you routinely have that you would pay that you would accept a very small amount of money to just uh, to just whatever be a pee zombie for that time." Like, you know, suppose that you drive to work for 30 minutes every day and you would accept like a pretty small amount of money to just, you know. Oh, for sure. No, like, in, in fact, in uh, fact then, the opposite. Yeah, like I would pay for some. I mean, like there's like painful, bad experiences I would pay to avoid. Uh, Sure. Actually, yeah. So I guess this is a more general situation to put in. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, But then also, also, I think this whole measuring longevity based on in a sort of contrived way makes a bunch of other calculations uh kind of weird right like there's what's the uh the, what's Amanda... the way oh i mean like where instead of saying the normal sense in which you live longer by for example living to a longer age or like oh. you know being healthier for a longer age instead that you base effectively live longer because you spend more minutes awake i mean it, just, or, you it know... feels very semantic it's like i don't know like whether you want to call it living longer or just like i don't know living better or something it's like yeah yeah um or like there's the Amanda uh, Amanda Askell um, essay somewhere where she says that uh, the way people talk about sleep ignores the huge fact that the more you sleep, the less you time you spend awake, right? <laughs> so if you if you sleep an hour longer, your life just got you know six percent shorter. So if you're so you have to, I mean, there are benefits to sleeping an hour more, but then you have to weigh them against that. Yeah, no, Similarly, no. I yeah this, this, or this, similarly like, sleep out. interventions sleep interventions in the same light like whatever wearing a sleep mask or sleeping at the same time every day have benefits not only in your quality of life but also essentially in your lifespan since you can sleep less hours and get the same uh sleep fewer hours and get the same sleep quality yeah yeah no i think that checks out i think that's like important like i do wish that i was just like one of the people that like could sleep four hours or whatever Oh yeah, one of those short sleepers. Yeah, yeah. they effectively live twenty five percent longer. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. It's wild yeah. that like it's wild that like some people that like in an evolutionary sense that it's possible but not universal, I guess, or something like that. Uh, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. In another sense, this um, in another sense, this is sort of uh, just like ch change, right? Like, I mean, like, you know, pennies, because if you sleep 30 minutes more or less, this amounts to what, a year? What's 30 oh. minutes a day times 365 days times 60 years divided by Wait, uh, 60 minutes per hour divided by one, one, one or two years, 24 like hours per day divided by, yeah, like nothing. I mean, not nothing, but it's like this is overwhelmed by the compounding effects of having your career be slightly better or something or your personal development yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. So I can cut this part. I might, I'm like slightly running out of steam. So we can also keep recording some other time, but I might say like wrapping up and not super long. Uh, how, is that, is that sound okay? Sounds good. So are there any are there any topics you're you're dying to hit or takes you want to get out into the world? Uh not really. Yeah. I've been thinking about the books thing and the blogging thing. Hmm. For some okay. Time. Okay. Okay, cool. 
Uh, okay, so uh, now I'm making this a the thing that everybody, you know, every podcast has to have a thing at the end. They have their special oh, thing. Oh, you mean like overrated or underrated? Yeah, yeah, so something like that. Of or like uh, Ezra Klein did like the top books or whatever. So my thing is like, what is your 90% contra- confidence interval on the, the number of views this episode gets? At the limit, the as, as, as time goes to infinity. Oh, wait, could I, let me pull up your Spotify and I can get some some data what what is this podcast called the pigeon pigeon hour Ah, <laughs> uh, here it is yes what, what data are you gonna get who is going to watch this whole thing anyway duffy i think matt matt from twitter hello shout out to shout out to everybody who's <laughs> listening if you're listening shout out up? to the two people we've identified to possibly be listening i think we last when i checked i checked a couple days ago i had like a couple dozen i think it doesn't show episode. on spotify how many views it has but you said that the that episode the first episode has a couple dozen i uh wait maybe i can just check right now um yeah l- wait let me just see if i can check for podcasters yeah i mean i don't know off the top of my head i guess there's a pretty long uh okay uh, it's trail at the end 30 32 plays it's not it's okay a, it is a couple dozen kind of Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, so, that's only on Spotify, though. There are like potentially other, you know, maybe it's fifty total or something. So okay. So considering, I don't know. I would say ten to two hundred. Yeah. I know. I feel like the the tail is potentially good? big. Yeah, I would say like ten to ten to like two thousand or something. It will. I, I suppose if you're, I suppose if you're, if your podcast becomes famous then people will backwatch well, the not i mean it doesn't have to be that famous to get 2000 2000 views isn't that much you don't not, not for the episode famous. not for the episode i was mostly i don't think the episode is going to become viral for any reason i was saying more that if your podcast yeah yeah, yeah. Famous, then yeah people, people, people will back, like, watch. back yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure but like it doesn't it doesn't have to become like like lunar society famous to like get the boot or to get to 2000 views or whatever it could become right. like mildly my i don't know mildly slightly better known anyway okay um it has been a pleasure arjun yes likewise yeah i'll catch you around when i'm in dc or you should just move here to the bay yes yes i i will maybe do that probably not but maybe you never know okay all right cool see ya see ya